Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, with a great episode for you today that was inspired by a book I read recently called Cinderella Man. If that sounds familiar, it's probably because you've watched the movie like I had. It came out maybe early 2000s with Russell Crowe and Renee Zellweger. And I'll give you a quick refresh of what the movie's all about, but I was interested in the book because I always like hearing the behind the scenes. What makes a champion into a champion? What are the things that they are doing that we can learn from and emulate? And there were some really good ones in this book, and I'm excited to share them with you because I think there's a lot of relevance here for what we do as moms, what we do in life. And I'm gonna go through three lessons that I learned from the book. But to start off, let me give you the overview of what this is all about. So in the movie, in the book, which is a true story, if that wasn't clear, this is the true story of James J. Braddock. So in the 1920s, he was a a contender, a boxing contender uh, for a championship. At that point, he was a little, he was a light heavyweight or a middleweight, I forget what they call that one. And um, he would win some and lose some. He, he had some really good fights and he had some that weren't so good. And eventually um, he becomes just this, he, he's out of the game. He becomes this washed up boxer. While this happens with him personally in his boxing career, the nation is going through the Great Depression. And so all of the money that he had made in boxing, which by the way was a really big thing in in America in the 20s and 30s, the boxers made a lot more money than baseball players, which I thought was really interesting. But he'd made a bunch of money and invested it in the stock market and lost it all. And he also invested it in a business, a taxi business, and then lost that all because people couldn't even afford to take taxis during this time period. So he finds himself an out-of-work boxer, the only skill he's ever known. He's got three kids and a wife, and they aren't making it. Every day he goes out to try to get work. His hand is injured from boxing, And he just has to do whatever it takes to try and feed his family. For a while, he has to go on the dole. On the dole meaning go on welfare. He has to get government assistance. And he really doesn't like this. Back in, I I don't know, today it's not such a big deal, right? A lot of people do it. But back in the day, he really had some strong feelings about getting government assistance and he didn't want it. And so he has to go on, on this government assistance until he finally gets the chance to box again. When he does, he wins the world heavyweight championship in a, um, in a boxing match against Max Bear. And so that's the story behind what we're going to talk about today. Now, 
there were three lessons that I learned that I wanted to share with you that I thought we can really take a lot from. So number one is perceived failure doesn't have to be failure. Just because it seems like you failed, just because something went wrong doesn't mean that it's actually a failure. So early in his career, Braddock fought against a guy named Tommy Loughran. And Tommy Loughran was a really good boxer. I mean, all these guys who are going, he's going against have some kind of skills, but this guy had it all. He had good handwork, he had good feet work, he was good at punching, all the things. And James J. Braddock just couldn't keep up with him. And he lost the fight really badly. And after he lost the fight, he decided, you know what? I'm not as good as I thought I was. I guess I'm just not that good of a boxer. And he took this loss to mean something about him. He took it into his identity. He took this loss to mean that he was a loser, that he had failed. It really started him down a path of losing a lot of fights. And I think that that had a lot to do with the way he was self-identifying. He was identifying himself as a guy who loses fights, as a guy who can't keep up with the best people in the ring. And so he started losing fights. Now, Max Baer, the guy who ultimately they go head to head for the heavyweight title, early on in his career, he also lost a fight against Loughran. But here is where they differ, and this is really interesting. After their fight, Bear took Lofren out to lunch. They went out to lunch together, and he asked him, why did I lose? What are you doing? What are your tricks and tips? How can I learn from you? And when I read that, I was like, that is so amazing, because ultimately, for the next about five, six, seven years of their boxing careers, Max Baer was on an upward climb and James Braddock was on a downward spiral. This fight with Tommy Loughran, they had the same outcome. They both lost to him. He was a better boxer than both of them. But Braddock took that failure to mean something about him and then he stopped learning from it which is exactly the definition of a fixed mindset. If you've heard the terms growth mindset and fixed mindset, once you do something wrong, once you fail, you say, okay, that's the end for me. That's as good as I could have done. It's over, I'm done. Where Max Baer, when he lost this fight, he instead had a growth mindset and he said, okay, I lost, but what can I learn from this guy? What can I learn from this loss? Because of that, reaction, they had very different paths in their career. And because of that reaction, James Braddock had a really rough time for a really long time where he couldn't pay the milkman. He couldn't pay the rent. They had to move from their apartment down to the basement. For a while, they had to send the kids off to the grandparents' house. They couldn't afford to feed their kids. They couldn't afford to keep their kids in the house with them. And a lot of that came from his attitude and his the way he identified himself from that one fight. So what does this have to do with you? Well, when you have a bad day as a mom, what do you tell yourself? Do you let it define you? Do you say, that's just the kind of mom I am. I'm the kind of mom that yells. I can't control this. This is how I am. 
or to take a hard look at what went wrong and what you can do better next time. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Sometimes we don't like looking at ourselves under a microscope and we don't like looking at our flaws, but when we see with clear eyes what we failed at, when we look at our failures and we learn from them, then we get better. There's always lessons in the perceived failures. So take a look at what your perceived failures are and then identify what are you saying about yourself because of that failure and how can you use that to grow instead of to define you. Number two is see the end that you intend. In the mom's method, we call this manifestation. This just means being very clear and having a vision of what you want to have happen. What is the thing that you want? So James Braddock, after he is a washed up boxer, he can't get any fights. He had had several fights that he had lost and he's just trying to work in whatever capacity he can, which usually means working on the docks. His former manager comes and finds him and he finds a fight for him against Corn Griffin. And this is the fight that lets him get back into boxing. And when he wins this one fight, he wins $750, which is a decent amount of money. He, uh, to give you some perspective on welfare, he was getting $29 a week. So this is a lot of money. Um, for him to have at one time. $29 a week, by the way, was not enough to, to pay everything they needed to pay. They were still behind on everything. So when he gets this $750, he pays the milkman and he pays all of his debts at the grocer and he pays his landlord and he pays the electric bill, but he has a little bit of money left over. And what he does with it is he goes to the welfare agency and he says, I want to pay you back for all the money that you've paid me. And the guy who worked there, who knew him personally said, you know, Jim, you don't have to pay it back. This, it wasn't a loan. It's just money that you can have. You don't have to pay it back. And he said, no, I want to pay it back. And his friend said, you don't know if you're going to get any more fights. You don't know if you're going to be coming into more money. So why don't you just keep it for now? Because he didn't have such an excess that he didn't know. Um, he didn't know if things would get hard again. And so Jim, James Braddock agreed. And what he did instead was wrote an IOU. IOU for all the money that he had gotten from the welfare office. And this is the part that I want you to pay attention to. He dated it July 1st. The World Heavyweight Championship was in June. Now at this point, he didn't know if they were gonna let him fight. He wanted to contend for the World Heavyweight Championship, but he hasn't been in, in the running in a long time. They did a write-up of the top 19 boxers that would be contenders for the World Heavyweight Championship. He wasn't even on the list. And yet, in his own mind, he was seeing it very clearly that by July 1st, he was going to have the money from the Heavyweight Championship to pay this man back. See the end that you intend. Vision what you want. When your vision for your future gets that clear, that you can say, well, 
you're right. I don't have a ton of extra money today, but I am going to have it by July 1st. If you are that clear in your mind, then you are going to start to see changes that are the way that things you want things to happen. Um, as moms, we don't always get to control, you know, we don't get to control a lot. We don't get to control the way our kids act or how things go for them. And yet we're very invested in that. What One thing that we can take back and that we can do is to envision a happy outcome. One of the ways that I do this, I have a picture in my room, um, in my office that I'm looking at right now, and it's a picture of what I envision for my son's future. Now, ultimately, he gets to decide his future. I know that. I don't, I don't get to vision his future and decide it for him, but... While he figures it out, I'm going to keep trusting that he's going to grow into that man that I have pictured on my wall. And when I have that vision of him, I treat him differently. It changes things now. It keeps me hopeful. It keeps me optimistic. It keeps me living in faith. And ultimately, it keeps me trusting that everything is going to work out. That's a really, really good place to be. See the end that you intend. Vision what you want for the future. When you have that clear picture, things start to happen. Maybe not always in the exact way that you pictured them happening, but things move, things come together. And having that faith, having that hope is a really powerful force for good in your life. Okay, number three is no one wants a perfect hero. So when the story broke in the news that James J. Braddock is going to fight Max Bayer, guess what? Nobody, nobody really cared. James J. Braddock, he's just this old washed up boxer. Max Bayer, he was the world heavyweight contender. It wasn't a big deal until the reporters found out that James Braddock had been on government assistance. And when they found that out, he became the hero. He became the every man. Everyone could suddenly relate to this guy who used to have a career, was hit hard by the depression. All of a sudden, they thought, he's just like us. Just like me, he's struggling to feed his family. And because they could see themselves in him, this fight became a big deal. James J. Braddock became you know, he was on the front of every newspaper, magazine. He got a lot of publicity. The fight was filled uh, with a lot of people, a lot more than you would expect for this time period because it was really hard for people to be able to afford to go to the fight. And even more than that, people listened by their radio. Now, what does this have to do with us? Well, as moms, it's easy to want to hide our imperfections from our kids. It's easy to want to shield them. And I think there's some of that that's appropriate, right? They don't need to know every single thing. They're not our, our counselor that needs to know everything we're going through. But on the flip side of that, when we can get vulnerable and real with our kids, um, they we can become more of a hero to them. No one wants a perfect hero, even your kids. They want to see that you have overcome some things and that you are just like them. 
that's a powerful connector. I would also argue that that's a powerful connector with friendships. That'll help you deepen your friendships and your family relationships if you get a little bit vulnerable. Getting into a little Brene Brown here, right? We have to be a little bit vulnerable to be able to connect with other people. But when we share with our kids our own struggles, what we felt like when we didn't make the team or when we broke up with that boyfriend or when someone you know, hurt our feelings, when we share those things, they feel more comfortable sharing their challenges and their struggles with us. Additionally, when we mess up in the now, in the, in the day-to-day of motherhood, and we come to our kids and we apologize and we show them, you know what? Even though I'm the mom, I really messed that one up. When we do those kind of things and we are able to show that to them, then there's more connection there. We're able to connect with them because nobody wants a perfect hero. Those flaws allow us to connect. So those are the things that I found really powerful, these lessons that I found in the book Cinderella Man. Perceived failure doesn't have to be failure. See the end that you intend, and no one wants a perfect hero. Uh, There were a lot of really good things in this book, but these were the three that stood out to me. I know we're all trying to do our best. We want to be really good moms. We want to be better than we are right now, but none of us are perfect. All we can do is use our failures and turn them into learning and growth. See the future that we want to have and the future us that we want to be and do our best despite imperfections. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit chanelnielsen.com or go to bit dot ly forward slash mom life book to get your copy of my brand new book stop putting yourself last i love to hear from you so reach out with your questions your feedback and let me know how i can help make your mom life simple